Hi everyone, it's Sandy Cruz from Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. And I'm here to show you that balanced living works. This is especially for all you ladies over 40. We will cover a range of exciting topics with many special guests and I really look forward to this season. Bye for now. Hi everyone, welcome to Sandy K Nutrition Health and Lifestyle Queen episode 29. Today I am going to take on the topic of toxic beauty. Do you really know what you're putting on your skin, on your face, what you're washing your face with, all of those things that are um, touching your body, whether it's through your skin, whether you're breathing it in. It's just so much more important than many even realize. Before I get on this topic, I am going to ask you to go and subscribe, rate, and review with a few nice words. I would appreciate it so much. It is so important to podcasters that our listeners give back by doing this for us because this is what gets our podcast to be heard from the world. I mean, I have listeners all over the world, but the more subscriptions, the more reviews I get, the more I am going to be seen in searches and that sort of thing. So if you could do that for me, please, it would mean the world. And send me an email, sandy at sandyknutrition.ca. Let me know that you've done that. Or if you have any great show ideas, I'm always welcome to ideas. If you have other feedback that you'd like to give me, feel free to send me an email. I love to hear from you. I also have some social media platforms where I'm very active. I have recipes, holistic health tips, all kinds of fun stuff that I do on those platforms, both in my stories and in my feed. You can go to Facebook page. It's my Facebook page, Sandy K Nutrition. Or you can go to my Instagram at Sandy K Nutrition. Now, this is a pretty hefty topic. Many women don't even realize how important it is to know what it is they are putting on their skin. And listen, I have exposure to nieces and daughters and, you know, it seems to be all the rage now to have and wear all these different types of makeup. I don't even know what they are, to be honest. I actually don't wear makeup on my skin unless I'm doing a little spot treatment on a blemish or I'm wearing mascara, eyeliner, and lipstick. Actually, I don't even wear lipstick anymore because of the masks. Like, what's the point, right? <laughs> I mean, I really miss lipstick. And it's so funny because I've talked to a few women about this and it actually, you gotta laugh. I mean, we're at least saving money on buying new lipsticks, right? I usually go different shades for the summer, then there's the fall and winter. Anyway, for now, we will have to shelf that. <laughs> So I am actually really concerned about all the makeup that is used now. And I know there's these weird like setting sprays and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, 
The average woman uses 12 different beauty products every day. This could be cleansers, conditioners, hair dyes, skincare, lotions, makeup, you know, all of those things. And I'm going to talk a little bit about all of those things. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do this in one episode because I'm going to give you a little, I guess, education on why it's so important to know what you're putting on your body, on your face, you know, even perfume. My goodness, perfume is one of the biggest endocrine disruptors. And what's an endocrine disruptor? It messes with your hormones. If you're a woman over 40, you might not want to do that. If you're a teenager still going through the trials and tribulations of puberty, which teenagers do for quite a few years, you might not want to be putting perfume on. So I'm going to start with toxic load. I have talked to many clients about this. It's all about balanced living. And I talk about this on my social media platforms all the time. I highlight my hair. Yes, I do. I do my nails. Yes, I do. But guess what? I do a whole heck of a lot to try and offset those little luxuries that I allow myself. So I look for in my gel nails or shellac, whatever you want to call it, I always look for five free or seven free. That means that particular polish brand is free of the five top chemicals used in nail polish. A couple of them are formaldehyde and Tulane. So I'm sure you've heard of those particular toxins. I always, and it's so funny because sometimes when I'm with my nail technician, she will look at me and she'll be like, well, why don't we try this color? And it's from another brand. I'll be like, "Mm -mm -mm." I do want to use the brand that I know is at least five free. The other thing I always look for, and this is actually not skincare, but when I'm at the nail salon, I ask, do you use UV lamps or LED lamps. UV lamps are more damaging to your skin than LED. Most of the newer nail salons use LED now and have switched over. So those are a couple of things, little tips and tricks that I personally use and do when I'm looking at my own beauty regimen. Now back to this whole toxic load. I talk about this all the time because remember, we have these livers in our body that do the work of filtering. So our liver actually filters the blood coming in from the digestive tract and it is to obtain the nutrients. So you want your carbs, your fats, your proteins, and it removes all the toxic and the waste products from the blood. It actually detoxifies all the chemicals and that's primarily what the liver does. Now, think about this one organ 
having to detoxify and, and clean out everything that we're eating. But what about all the stuff that we're putting on our skin? That's our largest organ. What about the stuff that we're breathing in, i.e. nail salons? I know it's not good. I'm not oblivious and I'm certainly not a hypocrite. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie to you and say I don't get my hair highlighted. I'm not going to lie to you and say I don't get my nails done. But there are factors in which I always consider. So our livers do all this work. And what happens is when we are overburdened, we eat over-processed foods, foods that are not whole, real foods. We eat foods that are filled with pesticides and herbicides and all kinds of junk. We eat um, junk food, chips. Those, things, those aren't even real foods. Then there's the stuff that we put on our body, which is really what I am going to talk about today. And what we want is we want to lessen our toxic load. So one of the ways that we could do that is choose products that are responsible, meaning responsible as in not a lot of junk in them. Other things that you want to do to ensure less toxic load is simple things, eating whole real foods, exercising every single day. We must move our body. However we choose to do it, we have to move our body. That actually gets everything flowing, everything moving. It gets our lymph to move. Remember, our lymph does not have a pump like our, you know, our blood is pumped through our body from our heart. Our, lip, our lymph does not have that. And our lymph is our immune uh, defense. So we need to move in order to move that lymph, right? We need to move in order to get our body to do what it's meant to do. And that is filter out the bad, keep the good, nourish the body, get the body to work properly. So there you go. Eat right, move, get out in nature, get out in the sunshine. Sunshine, the sun is like a vitamin in itself. So these are all things, I'm sure I'm missing a whole bunch, but you know, these things will help to lessen our toxic load. There are other things that we can do um, to lessen the toxic load, actually in our minds, meditation. Then there is, for me, I do infrared sauna. So if you're considering building a home gym, consider putting in an infrared sauna because I can tell you from personal experience, I have done HTMA tests, that's hair trace mineral analysis. If you want to know more about that, feel free to send me a message. But it's where you're taking the hair that's closest to your scalp, you're putting that in an envelope, sending it off to a lab to find out what's actually coming out of your body. And really interesting, I did this test, it would have been, I think I would have been 40. It was at least 10 years ago, maybe even more, maybe even 15 years ago. And my body was so full of eesh, heavy metals, 
all kinds of toxins. Mind you, I was a smoker until I was, I think I quit when I was 37 or 38. That in itself is going to increase your toxic load. And I, I had a ridiculous amount of toxins coming out of my body. So this is going back 15 years. I recently redid that test and that would have been a year ago. And I've had my infrared sauna for, I don't know, I think it's been over two years, maybe close to three years. I think January, it might be three years. And it was downright fascinating when I saw the results of my HTMA test. It was crazy because I had nothing, nothing in my body, no toxins, no heavy metals. I was so happy. I was like, wow, I guess what I'm doing really is working. <laughs> so lessen that toxic load. You know, I could go on with that, but let's get into the whole meat of this podcast, which is on skincare cosmetics. Okay, so the US, just so you know, has not passed a major federal law governing cosmetics, that industry, since 1938. Insane. So the U European Union actually banned the use of 1400 ingredients from personal care products Guess how many the U.S. has banned? 30. Canada, a little bit better, has banned 500. So I will say it's kind of interesting because it seems California, from my research, is really leading the pack in terms of the states that are making state laws of banned substances in so many different things. And so California seems to be ahead of the game. And here is the thing that I will say is probably the scariest of all of this. And I'm not trying to scare you. But all of these companies can actually disguise harmful ingredients under trade secrets. Yes, you've heard it. Trade secrets. And the other really sneaky, sneaky thing that many of these personal care product companies do is they can actually hide many of these harmful ingredients under fragrance. Just fragrance. It is a general term. It can also say parfum, parfum, fragrance, and they can actually list these harmful ingredients, not list them, sorry, mistaken there. They don't have to list these harmful ingredients under that particular ingredient. So where does that leave us as the consumer? It leaves us to do our own research. That's what it does. Okay, I can kind of be annoying because I definitely like to ask a lot of questions as it relates to anything holistic, holistic health, 
anything health, just general health care, I ask a lot of questions. And I have asked, and I'm not going to name these companies, I'm not here to bash brands or anything, but I have asked companies for ingredients under what 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 is under fragrance what's there i want to know and i've had companies not answer me oh yeah we're talking just no answer whatsoever i've also had companies respond to me and just say under our um you know trade secrets whatever it is i don't even know but they say you know we don't need to disclose that or we don't want to disclose that information. It's proprietary information. If you want to know and you ask a company and they answer you like that, that is absolutely a reason for me to say, "Mm -mm -mm, I'm not going to support your company. Because to me, that's not ethical. And that's not showing integrity. So as a consumer, I will say, It's hard out there, really hard out there, because you got to figure this out for yourself. Or you have people like me who are calling attention to it, and then you're like, okay, hold on a second. I'm going to try and figure this out for myself. I'm going to give you a little tip here. My daughter, I do not let her buy any products unless they have a clean stamp at Sephora. So I do like the fact that Sephora does this. They do the work for you. And guess what? It's not just about no parabens and SLS or SLES, sodium laurel sulfates, those types of things. There's so much more. And I'm actually going to get into that in my second part because as I suspected, there's way too much to unpack. So I'm going to leave you with this. Take note of that particular ingredient, fragrance. Every time you look for a product or look at a new product, take a look at your products that you're already using. Does it have parabens? Parabens look like methyl paraben, propyl paraben. They always end in parabens. I don't touch those. Definitely not. I can pretty much say I have no ingredients with parabens at all in my house. So I'm going to challenge you this week until episode two or part two comes out of this, where I'm actually going to give you ingredients And they're going to be the top 12 toxic ingredients to look for in your makeup. Look for them in your skincare, your lotions, your potions, your cleansers, everything that you use. I'm going to challenge you to look for that. Okay. So this week, just start to notice. Look at the ingredients. See if there's parabens. See if there are the sodium laurel sulfates, all of those wonderful things. And just start looking at the ingredients. And I'm also going to challenge you to look at your dishwasher soap. Your, you know, do they, does your dishwasher tabs, do they have phosphates? Does your 
laundry soap? Are you using Tide? These are all the things that I'm not trying to overwhelm you guys. I'm trying to educate everybody that we do have choice. And you know what? Now is a like it's like the best time because you can find a lot of naturally derived products for decent prices and you have so much selection. So now it's really more about educating yourself. So that is where I'm going to end this week's episode. Next week, I'm going to give you the dirty dozen list of ingredients in personal care products for you to look for. Have a great week. Bye for now. Join me next week where I cover off more exciting topics. I hope to continue to engage you and excite you and show you that living in your 40s, 50s and beyond can be exciting, balanced and healthful. Bye for now.